Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O. Morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, greetings. Welcome in on a Wednesday morning, June 14th, 2023. We are starting out your day at 57 degrees in the capital city. Glad to have you with us. And it's Wednesday, meaning today is what chaps your hide Wednesday, your chance to tell us exactly what it is that is chapping your hide. Get it off your chest. Maybe commiserate with some people and everybody goes away feeling a whole lot better after it is all over. So that gets going today in earnest at 710. You can already text in whatever your chaps are today at 402-479-1400. Also a thread on Facebook, facebook.com slash LNK today. So we've got that going on a little bit later in the show. John Bishop is going to call us. He is on the eve eve of beginning his uh, busy Busy uh, week or so, week and a half of calling College World Series games. And so talk a little bit about that and the things going on in the Husker sports world as well. So we've got that coming up in addition, your morning drive, five things you're going to be talking about today. Officer Chad will be in. So we are set for a Wednesday morning. Good morning, Caleb. How's it going? Uh, it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. I wonder how Mark's doing. I bet I, he's, I have he's not doing heard, okay. He's not a... Uh, He's not, I guess I don't go on Facebook enough. I don't know. Is he a social media poster when he's traveling very much? I don't, I don't know, know if when see. he's traveling. I don't think. But let's give it I shot. mean, I know he usually, uh, on Facebook, he's usually given us some funny memes and stuff like that. But uh, do we have any updates from the road from Mark? Nothing. No, he's completely. No, he's, no. he's making Facebook posts, but have nothing to do with his, oh, really? his travel. <laughs> okay. He, right. he put one up like 42 minutes ago. Oh, really? Really? It's, uh, these insults are from an era before the English language got boiled down to four letter words. <laughs> sounds exactly oh right. God, is, sounds so sounds exactly <laughs> right. So I was gonna, I was gonna say he goes off the grid, but he doesn't go off the grid. He just doesn't go on the grid about what he's actually doing. And all right. Well, that's interesting to me. Um, yeah, we got a uh, got a good why show. Is, why is he on Facebook so much? I'm like he's supposed. <laughs> what is happening? I'm just scrolling this. What, what is, is he how doing? often does he post? Is he, what, oh, you mean just even now? In since the, he's been gone in the last 24 like, hours. What, like what is he posting though? Um, give me a give me a sample. Okay, there's an entire thing about the fair tax. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, it's right there. <laughs> right, very on brand. Okay, um, something about wildfires and climate change. Okay, uh, right. the Jordan Larson news. Okay, yesterday, some dad jokes. <laughs> uh, I told a joke on a okay. Zoom meeting, but I mean, nobody is... laughed. Turns out, I'm not remotely funny. Oh, uh, so far, this is. <laughs> Like the least surprising thing you could have possibly told me that was on his. I mean, it seriously sounds like he just was exactly writing the. the. Uh, this is regular, Mark. This isn't even vacation. Right. Mark. Yeah. This like, is, yeah. It's, it is exactly on brand for, uh, for Mark on Facebook. That's our guy. Yeah. You, do you still post on Facebook? I don't even know. Every uh, now and again, it's mostly. Like, sometimes we'll post some pictures, because we just did, like, a, a big post of a lot of the pictures and stuff from, from our vacation. Um, Megan did, and she tagged me, so I am not. I don't make a second post. Yeah. Because um, then you're double tagged, and that's always felt like an inconvenience yeah. in, in pictures. Mostly, 
it's posted my work stuff. Just right. If, if anyone wants to to read those You're or getting watch articles, any like of articles, stuff, like articles, there. yeah, any like Facebook Live video stuff. But for the most part, man, if you want to interact with me, it is not Facebook. I uh, yeah, it's I have a I have a work one and I have a personal one and work. I usually use okay, like when I put for some reason I finally got on the other day and I post when I found that diners, drive-ins, and dives doppelganger guy. <laughs> I posted that, but it, I would I had just been thinking when I thought that I was like I haven't posted on here forever, and the and I think the only thing I do on my personal one is either pictures of my kids or dog now. That's something, something either significantly, ha- significant, yeah. like good happened with my kid, you know, like graduation uh, or a you know dance recital or something like that. I'll mm-hmm. post those um, and then I'll get it if I get a picture of my dog. But there's all, there's almost zero times where I just post like thoughts or anything no, like that. Anymore. It is. I'm, I'm, yeah, I am. It's Twitter. I am out of that era. Well, in like thoughts, even then, like. Instagram, it'll still it'll be. That's mostly where I'm going to post pictures and and do some things. And that I put and I and then I basically use Instagram the same for the same thing. I I think I just double post them actually mm-hmm. usually on both of them for when I when I'm posting pictures mm-hmm. and and I don't scroll. I just I don't scroll ever on Facebook. It's all about making making ever. TikTok videos and reels. That's where it's at. Yeah, I don't do that either. I don't do that either. I, I I'll scroll Instagram a little bit, but there's so many. It's so many ads and random videos I now. I can't scroll Instagram. I used to be able to, but it's just so many random videos. It's not it doesn't feel like it's a lot of people that that I'm following. I don't know if that's changed. I I haven't been an expert doing it, but and then and then for me, on the other hand, you know, Twitter is 90% of the time I'm using my phone. That's what I'm using mm-hmm. nonstop. Yeah. Nonstop. So yeah, it's it's interesting how our social media lives have have sort of changed over the years as uh as these things have developed and kind of changed what they are. I remember just like I don't know, six years ago, five years ago, full on just back and forths with people on Facebook. Yeah, I was willing to mix it up a little bit too. Yeah, I would. It, it was a while back, but I used to look at what I posted on like my work account here, and mm-hmm. I would. Man, man, I don't know if I don't know if Facebook has changed or I've changed or I've aged or well. I what's remember happened, following like, some of yours on Facebook. Like, I would I, was here. I would give some strong takes on some things and and I don't know. Uh, I I don't. I, th- I think I realized it wasn't making my life any better to do it mm-hmm. essentially, and it ended up yeah, it ended, ended up with debates that were completely fruitless for the most part. Yeah. So yeah, so I don't do that. Don't do that anymore. No. But anyway, nonetheless, random question there. <laughs> uh, all right. News that's uh, going on here this morning. Uh, man, people are people are having a rough, a rough time with the initiatives to get things on the ballot over the course of the last few years. Oh. And I know it's mainly been the problems with the medical marijuana one where they basically got two times ago, they got it thrown out because there were two subjects on it. Uh, and then last time they got close, but not close enough when it came to getting the signatures that they needed on this whole thing. And now this time around, it's it, medical marijuana. One hasn't even, as far as I know, is, hasn't really gotten going. Uh, but the the new one about the private school scholarships tax breaks. Um, so there is evidently 
the petition that they printed off was had a misprint on it. Oh no! So now, and it wasn't. I mean, it wasn't. It was one word. It used the word. I believe it used the word initiative instead of referendum. Okay. And it was supposed to use the word because rather than amending the constitution it was a referendum on a law that was passed by the legislature and those are two different things Mm -hmm. and they require different uh voting or uh, signature thresholds that that go on as well and so they had that word wrong and were notified of it somebody figured it out and, and said it but they're going to be allowed here's the thing it was it was uh don't uh discovered a couple of days ago but they are going to be allowed to keep the signatures that they had gotten on the on the petitions prior to that. Okay, they just need because to print out new they, ones. They've going just got to get it, and it's got to use the right word, I guess. Referendum versus initiative, right. Instead, so well, and I guess because most people, if they're looking to sign something, they're not looking at the difference between referendum and initiative, right? Right. I suppose because it didn't ha- it didn't change anything about the 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 meat of the petition like really so the speak. intention of what they were trying to do right yeah so that uh that that will so you'll still see the the petitions obviously they'll, you'll see fixed ones though um and they will get to keep the keep the signatures that they got the first time around uh on that and uh we'll see if they're able to get themselves on the ballot in 2024 um boy it seems like it's been a a Big week of of new faces and names, even if they're old ones that we knew before, that coming into the University of Nebraska Athletic Department, and we had that again yesterday yep. with the volleyball program, and it was announced that Jordan Larson will be uh, coming to Nebraska as a new assistant coach under John Cook. Yeah, this is this is nice. Um, you, you're seeing it with, we already talked about it a little bit with baseball, as they, they yesterday officially added Rob Childress and Mike Sirianni. Um, because now baseball is able to go to three full-time assistants. Volleyball is able to do that beginning this fall as well. And so you still have Jalen Reyes and Kelly Hunter. And, of course, you know one of the greatest Huskers of all time and perhaps the greatest American volleyball player of all time, Jordan Larson, mm-hmm. going to come back and, and be an, an assistant coach with this team while she's still playing professionally, by the way. And she's still, right. she's still, she's rehabbing a, an injury, but still trying to work her way back with the national team ahead of the, the Paris Olympics in 24. Right. Yeah. So she's currently on the 30 uh, woman roster for the Nations League in California. Uh, on Team USC's A's team, uh, she's the team captain, and as you said, not doing that. And then, but they're going to gear up for Olympics qualifications in September. So mm-hmm. she's going to be in Poland at the beginning of the season, and then coming back to Nebraska to start coaching a portion of the way through the season. Yep. So, and then, ideally, play professionally in the spring, then going to the Olympics in Paris in the summer. So. It's not, I mean, I suppose technically it's probably a full-time job in name, but it's not going to be something she's focused on completely year-round, at least to start right. with this. That, to me, is a, an extremely big deal for this program because they, they still have, there's quality coaches that were going to be there anyway. But Jordan Larson has, she played under John Cook, 
So she gets to relate that, just like Kelly Hunter does, to the rest of the players. Right. Um, even if now that was 15 years ago right? That, that, that she wrapped that up. But also, she gets to bring that national team experience learning from Karch Karai. Yeah. Who's one of the best coaches in the world, too. Right. Right. Isn't it, it, it? It's interesting because, you know, very, very, very frequently in sports, you'll have a former player come back to be a coach. But that usually happens, obviously, when their playing career is over. Mm-hmm. Almost always happens with a playing career. Very re- rarely do you have a coach that comes in that is, at while they're coaching, probably still a better player than the player that, players that they're coaching yeah. in any sport, which... You know, Jordan's in her mid thirties, but is still, you know, the best in the among the best few in the country to go represent the country in the Olympics. Mm-hmm. So like don't don't necessarily don't necessarily necessarily tell me, show me actually what to do here. Right. In, with these things. Be a little bit like Michael Jordan in I don't know, in ninety nine. Yeah. Just going, Hey, right. North Carolina. Do you guys need an assistant yeah. right now? Like very, very. I mean, you know, Jawan Howard coaches Michigan, but he's past his. I mean, he's obviously past his prime playing. <laughs> right. He was sat on the complete bench of some NBA teams at the end of his career a few mm-hmm. years ago, right? Mm-hmm. You just don't. You still don't don't see something like that very often, where they could jump on the floor and probably play at a higher level than the players themselves are playing. <laughs> right. It's kind of interesting with that. So. Uh, all right, so we've got that going on as well. Um, and let's see, anything else that I missed here uh, that we should be mentioning here at the outset? I don't think so. It still continues, still continues this week to just to just be a little bit of a a slow local news week, and that's fine. That's that's totally fine. We need sometimes we need a bit of a vacation from from the nonstop. Uh, Overly seriously or over overly bad stuff that seems to come out sometimes in the news cycle, and of course, yes, uh, I guess I mentioned I I could mention the news of a former president being federally indicted yesterday. That also that also happened. I, I, it's crazy how they I don't know crazy. I shouldn't be surprised at all. One of the things now we already this is we, now we already have like patterns and trends for the way indictments of presidents are covered because there's been more than one Mm -hmm. but they treat the thing like it's uh like it's oj simpson and the white bronco when like every they they track the motorcade the the cable news channels like they're like oh we're getting word he's now leaving he's now leaving the facility that he's staying in right now and we'll be heading to the courthouse we're getting some pictures of that and i'm like why is that interesting? No, it's not like the, it's the not new, interesting, and it's not necessary. the news is not that he's getting in a car or that he is going to travel. I don't know. Like there's there's nothing interesting or noteworthy about the fact that he's actually going there or when he leaves. Same thing. Now I think when he leaves, they're trying to see they're trying to see if uh, there was going to be you know people lined on the streets and those sorts of things. One dude jumped out in front of the motorcade. Some guy who was wearing. <laughs> He was he was wearing like an old timey prison uniform with the stripes on it, oh. and he jumped, uh, and he jumped in front of the motorcade, and the police took him down on the sidewalk right away and and arrested him, and they had they captured it all on live TV as well. So I guess those are the moments that you're waiting for when you when you do this thing. Like, it's, does that feel worth it if you're that guy? He got on. He got on live cable TV in front of a ton of people. Like, so is, is probably, that what you wanted? I probably. 
I would think so. Yeah, you got, I mean, yeah, that you got a lot of impressions with that whole thing. And then I'm sure the social media that came with it as well was pretty significant. But anyway, there was not, in terms of, you know, the, obviously the, the, the significance of the event and all the opinions that elicits from it, there really wasn't much that happened with that yesterday that was noteworthy. There was nothing surprising, super notable. We'll play a little bit of the, uh, the clips on it during, uh, during the sound off, but no surprises with that. And he's released. And now this thing gets going for who knows how long over the court <laughs> and like legit, like, because they're, and we can get a little bit more into this, I guess, in the sound off, but I would, wouldn't be surprised if one of his strategies, one of his attorney strategies is going to be keep this thing going, keep this thing going, keep this thing going, drag it out past the election, mm-hmm. past the election in case you win and then you win. And well, then it's not going to, you know, things will be very different in that situation mm-hmm. if you're the sitting president. So uh, I think that'll be that'll be the process, whether that works, whether that's possible, possible, actually possible. I'm not sure. All right, 626, we'll take a break. It is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on a Wednesday morning. Remember what chaps you had Wednesday. Go to Facebook.com slash LNK Today to share your chaps or text us at 402-479-1400 on KLIN. Love KLIN? Tell us why with a voice message in the free KLIN app. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. A look at news from both inside and outside of Lincoln and conversation on how that news affects us here. It's time for the Sound Off on LNK Today. All right, 636. It's LNK Today with Jack and Friends. We need to let McMaster in here more. Yeah, Yeah, that got our our creative juices flowing. (laughs) Talking to Matt McMaster. Thanks to Matt for... uh, Filling in for young. Mark and and Bick uh, also has been in and uh, filling in for Mark as well. So appreciate those guys doing some extra work to help us uh, help us out here while Mark is gone. Uh, all right, hey, don't forget request line Friday, the day after tomorrow. That'll be Friday the sixteenth, which is also my anniversary. By hey. the way, I just just now remembered um, as I was looking at the date. Yes, request line Friday on my anniversary. Well, if you've got an anniversary coming, never mind. You'll get to that. Later. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but uh, we will. We are not doing request line Friday about my anniversary. <laughs> what? Anniversary songs, songs edition. that make you think of my marriage. No, we are going to uh, do. It's also Father's Day weekend. This is always a. This is always a solid weekend for me. We timed out. We timed out our wedding pretty good. June is. I usually get the anniversary and Father's Day sometimes on the same exact day, mm. but often on the same weekend and. 
that's always that's always been a it's all, almost something that you feel like you want to you know spread out a little bit, but mm-hmm. that's always a good good deal. So I've got that coming up this weekend, and since Father's Day is on Sunday, our request line theme for this weekend is going to be related to Father's Day. Uh, we've done this before with both Father's Day and Mother's Day, including Mother's Day a few weeks ago this year, where we ask you to request songs. Uh, that uh, you associate with dad, that you associate a specific memory with dad, uh, that dad might have liked uh, or like. Uh, and even if it's not dad, if it's a grandfather, uh, if it's somebody who was a, a father figure, stepdad, any of those things work too. So whoever is is right for you, or if it's a, I guess if it's a husband too. Just a dad in a your life. Other. Yeah. Uh, any any dad in your life that would, is the one that you want to honor with the song and dedicate it to then we want you to text in what that song is we got several in already and uh if you want to give a specific shout out you're welcome to do that as well so i usually my i my usual go-to which will probably be this year is uh playing something like uh early 70s chicago or blood sweat and tears or something that my dad always all always loved listening to he always had those records around when I was growing up, and I remember he loved that kind of that kind of music, whatever that is, like jazz fusion or whatever you call it. And so, the last couple of years, I played Wilson Pickett. We'll see if I do that again on Friday. Okay, yeah. So get your song in now if you would like to uh, to uh, celebrate Father's Day with Request Line Friday. All right, so let's get to the arraignment so we can get past talking about it a little bit. But yesterday, <laughs> Donald Trump arraigned in Miami in federal court. Uh, nothing really surprising or unexpected is is kind of the bottom line about this whole thing. It was fairly non-eventful, but let's get the details anyway. Both the former president and his personal assistant, Walt Nauta, appeared before a magistrate judge here at the Miami Federal Courthouse. The former president entered a plea of not guilty to all 37 counts in the indictment. Mr. Nauta entered no plea as he has no local legal representation just yet. The former president did sign a bond order. He is being released on his own recognizance. The judge wanted him to have absolutely no contact with witnesses, but the former president's lawyers argued that many of those witnesses are his employees. So the judge amended that order to say no communication regarding the case with those witnesses. In Miami, Evan Brown, Fox News. Do you remember right. the uh, one of the Fox News newscasts yesterday morning? President Donald Trump will plead guilty. Not guilty. Yes. Not, yes. not guilty. Yes. <laughs> if you were Let's listening, get that one correct. I don't know if you guys were listening. I think it was the 8 o'clock newscast <laughs> yesterday. It was, yeah, it was quite a moment in Fox News Radio there. Where you did. That not was very important. <laughs> one word makes a lot of difference in there. Yes. Um, the, the, so he eventually went back to, I think, to New Jersey and to Bedminster. But did I don't know if you guys saw... Do you see what he did after immediately after the uh the the hearing? So they got in in the motorcade and they drove off and and you know, I guess the thought was they're going back to the airport and and taking off, but they didn't. Instead, they went to a famous uh, Cuban restaurant in Little Havana and just pulled up to the restaurant and his entourage goes in to the restaurant and they're like taking pictures with it looked like there was a guy who looked like he worked there who was wearing a Miami Hurricanes hat like taking pictures with them and uh and then they started apparently today is his birthday they started singing him happy birthday 
while he was there. And I don't even know if they ever ate. I don't know if he was there to eat or just like hang out and say hi to people at that restaurant or what exactly. The pl- if I were there, I would have eaten. Maybe they did eventually. I'm not totally sure. But they had that pit stop. And then he did talk. He didn't uh, make a lot of. I don't think he made any public statements there, but he did later that night. After his day in court, former President Trump struck a defiant tone, accusing the Biden administration of orchestrating the indictment against him to suppress his chances in the 2024 presidential election. It's a political persecution like something straight out of a fascist or a communist nation. In court, Mr. Trump pleaded not guilty to all 37 counts related to his alleged mishandling of White House documents after he left office. The judges imposed no travel restrictions on the former president, but instructed him not to discuss the case with potential witnesses. So anyway, there you go. That is the the latest there. Uh, Fed meets again today. Uh, and I think they might not raise interest rates for once, Oh, perhaps. It's expected that the central bank will deliver what is being called a skip this time around and will likely forego another interest rate increase, even though the latest reading on consumer prices is still too hot for the Fed's comfort. Central bankers could resume increasing borrowing costs at its next policy meeting in July. In an effort to combat hot inflation, the Fed has increased its key interest rate 10 times in the past 15 months and has lifted rates by 5 percentage points since March of 2022. Wow. In May, the Fed hiked rates to a 16-year high to a range of between 5 and 5 and a quarter percent. Hillary Barsky, Fox News. Right. So, a little bit of a break that time, but maybe not the last one even this summer to do interest rates. Uh, I just assume it's always going to get worse. <laughs> That's where I'm at. Yeah, well, it depends which side of it you're on, whether it's whether it's worse yeah, or not. Yeah. Um, And then I've got two stories that are crazy that relate to funerals that were, in the end, unnecessary. I'm going to play the first one first. What? Yeah. I'm going to play the the, the first one, and you're going to say, that's crazy, and it's not even close to as crazy as the second one. So buckle up for these. A woman in Ecuador who'd been declared dead woke up several hours into her own wake and began knocking from inside her coffin, <laughs> startling her mourners who found the 76-year-old still breathing. Her son and other relatives who said it gave them all quite a fright rushed her back to the hospital where she remains intubated in intensive care. Her condition considered unstable. Bella Montoya was unconscious when she was initially admitted Friday after suffering a suspected stroke and cardiac arrest. She didn't respond to resuscitation attempts and was declared dead, taken to the funeral home the same day. The incident has triggered a government investigation into the hospital. Lillian Wu, Fox News. Was she just knocked out? Uh, like they're do, they were trying to do resuscitation? What is I, I happening? I don't know. I don't. I don't know. But can you imagine? Can you imagine a couple of perspectives? Number one, being at the funeral, and then what's that noise? What is that? Is there a a mouse in here or something? What is what is going on? Right? <laughs> uh, and and then well, and that's real. Before that one, that's why you would see in old old cemeteries that they would always have like a it was like a string that would go in, and there was a bell on the outside in case somebody they had thought really? was dead and they buried them. They would have to be. They would be frantically pulling that little string or rope, and it would be ringing a bell, so people would be like, "Oh, we got to oh, dig this nice, guy back up." That's a nice gesture, just in case. That's good. <laughs> um, yeah. Or can you imagine, from her perspective, 
where you wake up, I guess, you wake up like, how long does it take you to realize what's happening exactly? I was just watching you're in Real a, Housewives. How did I get here? Because you're in a box, right? Which I, I assume um, it, it must have been a closed casket. And how long can you do you hear what's going on outside? And you're like, oh, crap. I think this is my funeral. I guess this is a good thing they didn't opt for cremation. Right. Right. Exactly. So now I have one that's way crazier than that. (laughs) You will not. This is insane. This is in Belgium. And it was another funeral that turned out to be completely unnecessary. David Baden and his wife decided to orchestrate his death to prank his loved ones and see who actually cared for the 45-year-old. To spread the news of his death, one of his children wrote a tribute to him on social media. It read, rest in peace, daddy. I'll never stop thinking about you. Baden faked his death and showed up to his funeral, stepping off of a helicopter instead of a hearse. The fake funeral was attended by dozens of friends and family members waiting for the ceremony to begin until they were met with a landing chopper. Chris DeMeo, Fox News. <laughs> okay, who is more? Who okay? Who is more upset? The lady who was at her own funeral, or someone showing up to yeah, death? How pissed are you if you're at the funeral that was supposed to be real? Or, I mean, what is exactly the reaction? I don't know what the emotion... Like, are, are you happy that he's not really gone? Are you mad at him? Or are you just him mad at him and go, he, you're going to be gone in a minute? Obviously, a, a joke and a prank. But honestly, you got to give him kudos. If you're doing it, landing in a helicopter is definitely the, the way to do it. That's the right way to do it. For sure. But, I mean, how much did, like, his... His if his kids are posting Facebook posts, I'm assuming the kids and the mom had to like fake grieve for a long time. Yeah, about this whole thing and like go through that process. What a what a screwy deal. So anyway, and how, what was the total cost for all of that? Because <laughs> you you probably still do all that. I like, mean, you got to rent a helicopter above the funeral expenses. The good news is you probably don't have to like plan a you know like the the funeral, the sandwiches and cookies afterwards. Where are we at on that? Everybody's clearing out. Roper, do you guys have have helicopters here? <laughs> do, 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 do you rent out uh, funeral funeral facilities for about five to ten minutes? <laughs> also, do you have a landing pad? Oh man, that's I told you. I told you that's crazy. Um, okay, yeah, yeah, you were right. Uh, uh, let's see what else do we have here on this. Uh, the brand that makes instant pots. I mean, instant pots completely came in and changed the kitchen world. And they were the they were the go to gift. Was it a few Christmases ago? They were the go to gift. It felt like everyone was getting an instant pot. Um, they're they're all over the place now. There's tons of recipes for them. But believe it or not, even despite that success, they, uh, they're not doing too well financially. Instant Brands, the maker of kitchen appliances like the Instant Pot Cooker and Pyrex, has filed for bankruptcy. The company that was already struggling with inflationary pressures has been hit with Americans pulling back on spending. The home appliance maker filed for Chapter 11 in the U.S. Bankruptcy Court, which allows for reorganization. Private equity firm Cornell Capital bought the kitchenware company in 2009 and combined it with Corel Brands. Sales have been falling for Instant Instant Brands highlighting difficulties it has faced growing its business on the back of a single hit product, that being the Instant Pot Cooker. Hillary Barsky, Fox. They News. also, I think they also got a lot of competition. They were kind of the one 
the one brand that people went to for that. And there was a lot of, you know, Ninja competes with them and there's all, all kinds of other brands mm-hmm. now that do this. Um, and I, I assume they have ones models that do this, but like I have one that's essentially, that's a Ninja brand. That's essentially an instant pot, but, or it does, it does the pressure cooking and it yeah. does the other things, but it's also an air fryer. Mm. It's got two different lids. That's kind of a pain, but um, yeah. So there's, there's those, and I'll say, and I've got an instant pot too. I've got a regular instant pot. I use the crap out of those things. I use them so much. I bet about over over half of the the meals that I prepare, I use one or the other, wow. if not both. So yeah, they're great. They're they're really good. But um, having some financial problems. Uh, we talked about this on the uh, on the what on the morning drive yesterday. But it's still it's still pretty interesting if you haven't heard about it yet. Beatles will be releasing a new song, a new song, and yes, all of them will be participating in it, which, again, is I guess stays with our theme of people who are dead that don't sound like they're dead or something like that. But yes, no, they're going to use artificial intelligence to bring John's voice back to life. The miracle of modern technology is bringing Paul McCartney together with his late Beatles bandmate, John Lennon, more than six decades after their formation. Speaking to BBC Radio 4's Today, McCartney says he used artificial intelligence to extricate Lennon's voice from an old demo to complete the untitled track, which will be released this year. The former Beatle received the demo from Lennon's widow, Yoko Ono, in 1994. The song was one of several on a cassette labeled for Paul that Lennon made shortly before his murder. The lo-fi and embryonic tracks were mostly recorded on a boombox by Lennon on a piano in his New York apartment. The song is reportedly called Now and Then. Michelle Polino, Fox News. Yes. So Yoko has this this tape for like 15 years, 14 years, um, gives it to Paul. Paul holds, uh, holds on to it for another 25 years. And then they're like, hey, we could... Uh, we could get the vocals off of that now on a boombox. We used to always record things on boombox. Mm-hmm. You know how that sounds. So it doesn't sound great. I mean, compared to the things now. And he was playing piano, and there was other instrumentation instrumentation with it. But the AI was basically able to ISO his voice uh, and take away other sounds that weren't his voice. And that's how they created the thing. I don't know how it's going to sound. I think that'll be kind of interesting as well. Is, and then, and then I started to wonder. It was like, is is George in it? Is he doing something in it? Did he, did he record some guitar to put in it that they're including or not? Because that it's not really the whole Beatles unless he's doing something in it. Anybody ever think of that? They've got a sample from something he played one time. Yeah, maybe. I'm not sure. All right. Um, should we end it? Should we do one last one? You yeah, can do another one. We'll do, we'll do the last one. I'm disappointed uh, that you didn't have the Star Wars one. I heard you play it. I do have it. That's what I was going to play. You do have D- it? So Disney is, uh, yeah, Disney is, because of the writer's strike, and this is happening. Oh, I was talking the- about the one where they found the uh, the two star systems. But yeah, the, the movies are cool, too. Oh, okay. I don't remember that. But uh, anyway, uh, the one that I've got, Disney is is having to adjust a bunch of their movie dates because of the writer's strike. A lot mm-hmm. of these studios are. And so they made some announcements yesterday that a bunch of movies are being pushed back. But there is a new Star Wars movie on the docket. <laughs> 
Disney has released its feature film calendar with a bonus for Star Wars fans. A new film in the franchise is on its way. The Mouse House also revealed the effects of the writer's strike as many films get pushed. Among the films being delayed, Avatar 3, which will now land in December of 2025 instead of 24. The live adaptation of Moana will be released June of 2025. The untitled Star Wars is debuting December 18th, 2026, while Avengers Kang Dynasty moves a year from May of 25 to May of 26. The only film that moves to an earlier slot is Deadpool 3, which moved up from November 2024 to May 3rd. Michelle Polino, Fox News. May of 2026? My goodness. Uh, that was a you're long time. Remind now. me in two years that any of that's coming Jeez up. Christmas. All right, 654, that's it for your uh, sound off. You're Stalin K today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. With Malcolm Byron. You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIN. They done it. And now LPT needs your help. Crime Stoppers on LNK Today. All right, 655. Lots of intros today. Welcome. You're welcome. Welcome, Officer Chad. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thank Good. you. Good. Thanks for uh, Chad. Got to hang around for the sound off today and got to hear our crazy funeral stories there. So. Uh, yeah, I'm telling you. Can you imagine if that had been an open casket and she just sat up and said, "Hey, what's going on?" <laughs> like Undertaker, Undertaker oh. style. I still want to know if the the guy who faked everything. Exactly. I want to know what the exact response of the friends were. were I can tell you what there. my response would have been. <laughs> What's that? Very unpleasant. Because, I mean, that's just not cool. If you're truly a friend, you don't fake your death. Come on, man. <laughs> if you're truly a friend, you don't fake your that's death. That's where the line Look, is. I, I'm all about a, a great line. I'm all about a good gag, a good joke, but that might be where the line is, guys. Officer Chad, you need all the crazy t-shirts you, uh, you wear. You need that one on there. True friends don't I, fake I don't, their own death. I don't know what you mean, t-shirts. I'm clearly in uniform right now, <laughs> yes, right? Yes, sorry, yes. But when I have seen you there we in go. off-duty hours with clever t-shirts, shirts on that's what i'm talking about thank you about. clever yet appropriate uh, we'll just say clever <laughs> <laughs> boy i am so fired this week <laughs> you're good no you're good i'm sure uh actually i don't know uh all right lincoln crime stoppers let's let's how about we talk about your uh your job and uh what lincoln police are working on and what the community might be able to help with what are we starting with well the first one is guess who's back casey's reports this female just walked in one of their stores and ran out with a bottle or excuse me two bottles of crown royal uh, they're pretty sure that she's connected to two other cases. One was Russ's basket, and the other one was a uh, gas can runoff. Uh, okay. Russ's, she walks in, fills up a basket full of stuff, and just walks out the door. And the gas can runoff, she climbs a fence, grabs a gas can out of somebody's backyard, climbs a fence to leave, and then drives off in a silver, looks like a... Uh, two-door, for, maybe a Toyota. For a gas can? For a gas can. I, I think we just have some I, some theft if, issues here with this young lady. I've got a ton of gas cans <laughs> that I don't, I you know, I don't need I, all of them. I'd be glad to yeah, lend I'm, them out or even give you one to the I'm right person, sure probably. I'm not sure this might be a cry for help, or we just, maybe we'd like to just well, take it, stuff. It look, I mean, if she was get, getting the uh, apple-flavored Crown Royal, obviously didn't put a lot of thought into that one either. I, you know, I had we somebody... Do not apple flavored flavored you know have you tried the whiskey. apple flavor bush light <laughs> i've seen it no it's uh, the- <laughs> they're horrible mario those things are terrible <laughs> i had a friend give me two of those for a favor i did him yeah <laughs> and i tried one and about 
about gagged. It yeah. Was, one time, well, was, yeah. I have one friend, well, it was Tim Hurza came in there and he kept talking about how good Bud Light Orange was and he brought it in and this was before everybody was mad at Bud Light, but it was, it was, I, gr- have, I just hated it on its merits. Have you not had soda beer? Uh, no, what's that? Uh, so I, I'm going to brag a little bit. My wife and I took our European vacation here a few weeks ago uh-huh. and that is a big thing in, in Germany, especially they like to mix their drinks. And they will mix orange soda with beer. It's I'm telling you guys, it sounds horrible. I've had it years ago, and it was great this time, too. All right. Uh, okay, I think we used up all our time. I don't know if you had another one you were going to mention, but I think we're out of time now. But that, we talked about a few of them. Yeah, there, there was three there. Guess so. who's back. So check out LincolnCrimeStoppers.com for more and uh, how you can help out with these cases if you see something where you might have some information. All right. Thank you very much. Thank uh, you, guys. I appreciate it. Uh, all right. Coming up, we're going to uh, get into what chaps you're on Wednesday. You can tell us what's happening yourself right now on the text line at 402-479-1400 or give us a call here in 10 minutes on KLIN. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, welcome back. LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. It is What Chaps Your Hide Wednesday, those little things that accrue, drive you nuts during the course of your weeks, and you hold them in. You don't have to. You can share them with us and the KLIN audience and uh, perhaps find some commonalities with people. You may not be the only one. 402-479-1400 on the phone and text line if you want to get in today. And as I said, also the Facebook page, facebook.com slash LNK today. So here's, uh, here's what we've got so far on here. We'll start with the Facebook page. Uh, looks like we've got some phone calls, too. Uh, but I'll start with uh, Stephen, and he says very simply, back pain. Back pain, I think we can all agree. Yep. The worst and becomes more of an issue as the years go on. I've got the weirdest, I've got the weirdest back pain situation is like, I I get it when the longer I sleep, the more back pain I have. Is that weird? <laughs> Like the just longer you're time not, like, I spend in bed, I guess the longer time I spend in bed, uh, the the mornings it seems to be worse than anything else. And so I guess maybe that's going to be one of the reasons that I just wake it up, start waking up earlier than I need to. Uh, but like it's it's never a problem during week weekday, but the weekend it seems to be. Uh, all right, let's go to the phones four zero two four seven nine fourteen hundred. Debbie is first. Good morning, Debbie. What is chapping your hide? 
Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Hello. Do, do you remember a couple of weeks ago when I said what Chasma Hyde was people in parking lots practically backing yes. over me all the time? Yes. Okay. This continues. However, it's not in parking lot. Yesterday, I'm walking across the street, and I'm glad I didn't step off the curb. I had the walk sign. Here comes somebody flying down in the the right-hand lane, and they did a, a right turn on yeah. the red. Right. I mean, they would have wiped me out if I would have stepped off the curb. Wasn't even looking. She was in there texting on her phone. Oh. Just whipped around the corner, and I thought, good grief. What's going on here? Remember those cartoons where you see somebody has a sign on the back of their, you know, slapped on their back that says, kick me? I think I've got a sign on my back that says, run me over. It's oh, happening all the time. This is like this yeah. time in the last three months. I don't, maybe you need to wear just like fluorescent clothing or something. I'm not maybe sure. Maybe I do. D- dress I'm like an sure. air traffic controller. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay, maybe I'll try it. I can't believe it. It's just like all of a sudden, in the last three months, it's been five times. Lincoln, please, please stop trying to run over Debbie. We want her yes. to continue to be a part of the show and what chapter I'd Wednesday in the city. So, all right. Well, Thank l- you. Report back, and we'll uh, we'll hopefully you're, you're going to be stay safe away from cars here over the course of the next week. All right? <laughs> okay, all right. Bye-bye. Bye, Debbie. <laughs> The, I'll tell you the the situation that freaks me out when I'm. Have you ever? Okay, like uh, you're on a you're on a arterial street, and you've got to make a left turn. Uh, I remember when I used to pick pick my daughter up from uh, from the daycare that she went to on. I was on one of the churches at 84th Street, and you had a a left turn. It isn't at a light, but you have a left turn on a pretty busy street, and so you're waiting. You're looking at the cars coming from coming the other direction. The thing that always freaked me out is a lot of people would bike on 84th street and the person, the biker who is going the same direction as you, but on the opposite sidewalk Mm -hmm. while you're turning left, like that always freaked me out. Just like in case they may not be, you know, they're not necessarily looking at if a car's in the left turn lane and that one, but, but anyway, no, I, I, uh, yeah, let's let's make sure Debbie doesn't get hit. The the there are just so there's so many parking lot ones and lately the one for me has been if if you are like slightly over the line or you're very uncentered just recenter. That's all. You don't have to be perfect. We get it, okay? You don't have to be perfect. But how many times have you gone to an event like you're in a parking garage or you're in a really busy busy parking lot and you're just trying to find a spot and you see one and it's like a it's like an oasis that you see yeah and you get up to it and there's no way that your car nobody's parked in it because <laughs> somebody's got it's tight they got half their tires in the other lot so there's no or in the other parking spot there so you can't go to it so it's just a it's all fake so uh dave says all the extra traffic at full 14th and Old Cheney because of construction on 27th compounding a problem that should have been fixed years ago. Oh, man. I haven't been. That's already. That's already one of the, uh, obviously, the crazy areas. But 27th and Old Cheney has been, again, areas that I had to drive uh, fairly regularly about once a week with my daughter right smack, smack in the middle of rush hour there. You you folks that go down Old Cheney every day from 
you know, whatever, 56th to all the way down to something like 14th, or if you're in that area, you, you get off at some area because you live down there. I feel for you, man. That that is a that is the light. You, it feels like you never get the lights. It feels like the lines are always just huge. Um, it's it's yeah, it's a busy busy area. Well, you talk about never getting the lights. I just spent a weekend driving around Orlando. Yeah, those lights take forever. Oh, really? and guess what? They also have flashing yellow lights down there. Oh, do they? Yeah. Where was I? Oh man, I'm trying to remember. I was somewhere recently. Where they had, they did not have the flashing yellows. They just had the solid greens like we used to have. They had that in, in different places as well around I, Kissimmee. I can't remember where I was, but it was like, uh, I don't know if it was in Iowa. It probably was in Iowa. That's the only place I ever go. So it was probably there, but it was weird to, to go back to the, like the solid green mm-hmm. again, which means the same thing as the blinking yellow, the solid circle green, which means the same thing as the, the blinking yellow. Uh, Aaron says every major north-south street at the city closed at one point or another. I, it's um, it's a challenge. It's a challenge. And just depending on what area of town that you live in right now and where you go regularly, I think everyone's got a little bit of a different one mm-hmm. that's particularly frustrating. For me, it seems to most frequently be 84th Street between whatever it is, A and O, that seems to be the one that has been the most frequently problematic. But as, as he said, the construction on 27th, uh, the, the, what other, other ones that you've got going on? You got 40, you got construction on 40th and Old Cheney on, on that side of town. I know there's about 50 of them that I'm not mentioning now, <laughs> but I did, I will tell you this though. I did, I'd go out to Hickman and I took 70th street straight from the home Depot over there um all the way out to Standing Bear and then okay. to get into Hickman. So that is that is open now. There's some still some construction on the on the northern part of that, but it you can go through. You can still go through. And I got to go get a good look at Standing Bear for the first time. Okay. They got the they got a big big baseball field um that is looks like it's almost it's almost ready to go. The huge net backstop that they use now mm-hmm. on a lot of these baseball fields, they have that, and they got the they got the wall. But there's still ways to go on some of the other stuff. I would say <laughs> before they before they get this thing started. Uh, and uh, Mike says, I feel like I should invest in a company that rents orange barrels and cones. Yeah, and it's the eternal it's the eternal quandary with road construction. Which is worse, the roads not being in good condition like you want them to, or the construction that it takes to fix them. And yeah, it's, uh, it, it's, it's like you've got to, you kind of got to pick one or the other in that whole situation. But it is, it is a, a, one of those years, one of those summers where it's particularly hard. I've, I've remember years where it felt like it was impossible to get east west in town too, just because of the, the, places that happen to be under construction at the same time uh all right what do we have on what do we have on the text line today mosh pit chad upset with the uh the pinewood bowl summer concert schedule oh says interesting i'm I'm sorry train better than ezra steve miller and doobie brothers don't get me too excited how about some deftones bad flower or firehouse firehouse wow is firehouse touring no, I, yeah, wow. 
We haven't had Firehouse on Request Line Friday for a while. Um, okay, now, I so I'm going to have to disagree with him. I'm excited because Michael McDonald's going to be here with the Doobie Brothers. You know you know where I'm at on mm-hmm. that. I, that that's a show that if I can make it happen, that I'm probably going to go to. But it is an interesting question. Like Now that Lincoln seems to be a, a much more significant concert town than it used to be, between the arena and then between Pinewood Bowl becoming fully functional as a concert venue now. And so you've got a a decent amount of major shows during the years. I I wonder if there is any sort of music genre fans that feel like they they aren't getting, that's exactly what he's saying here, but they're not quite getting enough of any certain genre in there. Hmm. I mean, it feels like there's a lot of country, but it's probably because I'm not a country music fan. (laughs) You're like, oh, I heard about a country concert. But he's, uh, you know... And I feel like your, you know, your classic rock is pretty well represented. Classic too. rock is well served here. Yeah, I feel like you're doing pretty. I mean, we just, you know, Journey and Def Leppard just got done, right? Sticks is pretty much somewhere every single year. <laughs> uh, Steve Miller band, Steve Miller band, that yeah. sort of thing, and then, and then even more of those like '90s acts with, as he said, better than Ezra and. I don't know if you'd call train classic rock, but but yeah, it seems like that's pretty good too. And so I don't know where the most kind of underserved area. I don't know that there is one, but I'd be curious if people feel like that mm-hmm. that there is one. So, um, all right, is that all of them? Uh, we've, we got? we've got one more. Midtown okay. Dave says the inability to find the right shoelace in my house, the right size shoelace in my house. Right size shoelace? Yeah, just the uh, when needed in a hurry. Junk drawer here, junk drawer there. Nothing close. Isn't that the what you've got? These junk. We everybody's got junk drawers uh, in their house. We've got two different ones in our kitchen. The level of frustration, though, when you're sure something is in there and you can't find it in there, is makes it makes it's the worst experience of not finding something mm-hmm. when you know it's in the junk drawer and like you no matter what you do you can't see it in there and you're, you're kind of messing it all right there are all the batteries are right there the spare keys are all of these other things you like yeah like what are the key things in the junk drawer for us we've got battery loose batteries everywhere <laughs> we got to no matter what kind of a system we get there's loose batteries everywhere we right? went and we we put batteries in a very specific place did you we should do that it's it's it is i loose. got tired of it i said batteries are going here. and the amount of times i've i and it's i either need a most of the time i either need a double a or a triple a <laughs> and it's and like i'll grab the wrong one or, or something like that so we've got that we've got spare keys in there we've got uh like little like little candle sized light bulbs a whole bunch of those in there that make no sense to have like do do people clean out their junk drawers regularly and just is that and then there's change and then there's always change mm-hmm. little bowl with change which I've no I've never gone to and been like oh yeah I need 6 cents here this will blow your mind and maybe it's because we just have a small kitchen with not a lot of room for stuff we don't have a junk drawer you don't have a wow do we have junk all over the place? Yes, but we don't have a specific drawer. Okay. I grew up with a junk drawer. I know. I've always had a right. junk drawer. Where do you put a random rubber bands? We don't. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> the crap that's in there. Like, yeah, it's like that. there's a bunch of rubber bands in there. It's a weird adjustment to, to get to the end of the, the bread and ha- not just put the twisty tie into a drawer. <laughs> Be like, oh, I throw this out too? <laughs> Why would uh, I? I guess I'm wasting a twisty tie. Yeah. 
We see we also save, but we also save a drawer in our kitchen area because there's always one. At least at our house, it seems like a weird place to put it now, but I'm pretty sure we did it, at least in some of the places I live. But the phone book also went in one of those drawers, too. That's always where, yeah. (laughs) And often, did the phone book often go in the junk drawer itself? I think it might have. So you had the phone book and you had all the crap, just the loose crap all around it Mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's always. And it was like the other day, too. And then we've got another one in, in that area that's a drawer that we have just I don't know, like, our tools are, like, mostly outside, but we have, like, a screwdriver and then, like, random boxes of screws that we're like, yeah, we shouldn't throw those out. You might need them sometime. You're mm-hmm. never you're, yeah. you're never going to find what you're... Or, like, uh, hangers for frames and stuff or, like, anchors, and <laughs> we've just got all kinds of crap like that. And the other day I was in there, I was like, how is there not a tape measure in here? Just could not believe there wasn't a tape measure in there. You, do, I, do you I, not do, know where your tape measure is? There's one outside, but I was sure there was one in there. I was so annoyed that there wasn't a tape measure in there. I'm sure there was that I just gave up using it. All I was trying to do was measuring where a TV where it would fit somewhere, and I was like, I don't even want to do this. I was that frustrated I couldn't find the stupid tape measure. Turn by turn directions in my apartment to where the tape measure is. Uh, and, th- and then, have you ever been in a house where there's never enough pens? <laughs> have you have, not have our you ever, house? That's not your house. It's. Uh, there, there were time. There are times in our house where it's. I remember I would just need a pen, like you're writing a check or you're yeah. doing something, and you open up the drawers, and all it is is crayons and markers. And I'm like, <laughs> I need a dang adult. Just crayons. I need an adult writing utensil in this house, and we've got no. We have this drawer. It's got, it's got 15 dry erase markers in it. Why would we ever need? Why do we have that? We have mason jars we, and and number two pencils, and I'm like, why do we the, why do we have these pencils? I'm not going to take the SAT. Okay, <laughs> I need a pen, a blink, a, a a black or blue ink pen, and it's never there. It feels like. All right, there you go. That's what chaps your hide Wednesday. I'd be curious, what do you have in your junk drawer? Do you have a junk drawer? Random spools of thread. Everyone's got a. Junk oh, like drawer. a sewing kit. That's another if thing they, that goes in those. If they've got the room for it, they've sewing got a junk kit. Drawer. Yeah. That's another one, too. All right, it's 725. We'll take a break. We've got to check sports coming up next. Show us to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. Want today's top news stories? Top Husker stories? Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. It's time to count them down. The five things you'll be talking about today. This is the Morning Drive, presented by Stonebridge Insurance and Wealth Management on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, without any further ado, it is time to count them down. So let's get going with number five. He was getting plenty of run on social media yesterday after Andrew Wegley's story in the Lincoln Journal Star. Lincoln Police Department is trying to seek public 
support for a $350,000 armored vehicle. Now, the LPD does not actually need the public's go-ahead to purchase the vehicle. It is expected to closely resemble the Lenco Bearcat that the Lancaster County Sheriff's Office unveiled back in October after ordering it earlier last so year. So they had like a public meeting discussion on this, the Ald Rec uh, Pavilion. There's a series of town Center. halls that they're doing. Yeah, they have, they have town halls. Um, and so the Sheriff's Office debuted one of debuted unveiled whatever one of these things so google have you looked at the these vehicles that yeah. they're talking about google this thing uh you can do it too um it's lenco bearcat um and, and i don't fully know all the features that it has um but it's obviously an armored vehicle and so that's that's a significant part of it it looks like it's uh you know all terrain that goes along with that as well and um yeah, it's it, it, it's interesting. Seats ten to twelve fully equipped officers. Off road, um, you know this version of it I'm looking at is off road. Can do rural mich- missions. Um, open floor plan allows for rescue of downed personnel. Goes along with it as well. High ballistic protection. Anyway, this is something that they've essentially in some situations they've had to seek to borrow. Um, borrow other entities, basically vehicles like this, the armored vehicles that come along. Um, and sometimes they can get it. Sometimes they haven't been able to get it for, for various reasons. And so the sheriff's office got theirs. The patrol state patrol has two light armored vehicles. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andrew Wagley talked about that in his article as well. So there is more options for sort of mutual aid. That goes along with it now, but the police uh, police department is saying it would really be best if we had one of our own rather than having to go through the process of use one of the other ones. So, um, yeah, you can you can look at it. It's uh, about three hundred fifty thousand uh, dollars, and they're using uh, planning on using to seized money as they're allowed to do to do that. So, um, sounds like something they're going to do. Yeah, and the, and they're able to do. And I mean, I don't. Certainly not. Listen, I think it, the police going into these situations, and unfortunately, there's more. So the things that we're talking about, the t- sort of situations that we're talking about, mostly it feels like standoffs are kind of the thing mm-hmm. that they're used for. But some of the other things that were mentioned um, in Andrew's story were active shooters, water rescues, airport disasters, um, and those sorts of things. And so to, to the extent that you need to be fully equipped and don't have to go to someone else to be able to use these things, I think it makes a lot of sense. So I don't know. I wonder what how the, what those things drive. Right. Well, and, and because the sheriff's... I'm, I'm curious, because the sheriff's office did just get one, how much that changes the equation as they're asking for the mutual aid from other agencies. Right. C- mean, compared to asking for somewhere that's outside of the county, even. Right. And they, yeah, part of the article talked about, you know, hey, we could ask for Omaha, but we're not going to, a lot of times they're not going to be able to give it to us, mm-hmm. essentially. So, yeah. Now, now, of course, the thing that goes along with this is sort of this, when there's opposition to it, it's often because of this idea, kind of the militarization of the police that, that goes around and when, it, when it's deployed and when it isn't deployed. 
and you know just kind of the optics of the whole thing and how it's used and, right and so i think that probably was one of the things that brings up some of the concern that comes along with this i think thing, that's the biggest opposition to it's, it it's it's not a price there's not a price point on it i don't think i think it the the biggest opposition is the the viewpoint of the militarization of the police of having armored vehicles of right. what what does that look like for for a local police department to look like military right. or to use and now this is this isn't to me the same as when you have some of the uh, some police departments that are getting the retired military like super vehicles yeah and they, like, the like they're, they're like getting tanks. yeah they're getting like yeah tanks yeah. that they're putting with the police departments yeah this looks very different than it that lo- it looks like a i mean it looks like a souped up jeep i mean like a yeah. re- like a real heavy duty jeep kind of yeah is what it looks like so I, yeah it doesn't i mean it's sort of the way they're some of them are painted sort of look camouflage mm-hmm. type type situation but yeah i I get what you're saying. You're making a distinction between sort of the levels of those things. So yeah, because when you hear, and even me, I'll, I'll I'll say it when when you hear the police department wants wants to use three hundred fifty thousand dollars for an armored vehicle. I'm like, okay, why? Right. Then you get into the explanations on well, there's this many times that it's been needed over the last decade that they've requested aid, like seventy eight times over the last decade. Um, and only a couple of times were they not able to get that mutual aid from a different vehicle or from a, a different agency. I can see where it makes sense. Yeah, I mean it doesn't. It doesn't look offensive, so to speak. You know what I mean? Yes, I, I get that. That's a good way yeah. to put that. So, all right, moving on. Number four. Well, as you go through and try to get some of these petitions on the ballot, need to be mo- watching what some of those words are, in particular, whether or not you're using initiative or referendum. That's one of them that's come up on for the ballot as those petition drives come up. This one in particular, and correct me if I'm wrong because I don't have everything written down over here, this is on the use of state funds for private schools. Right. Which for it just scholarships, the well, the, the tax the tax the benefits that go work. along with do- donations for scholarships to yeah. be a little more specific. But yes, they had the wrong word on their uh, referendum instead of, uh, it should be referendum instead of initiative. And so they had to change and reprint these things, but they will be able to keep the signatures that they've had uh, initially on this. Now, I don't know how many they had been able to gather. It had been about a, been a week that they were doing this and they're trying to get a bunch of it done during the course of the summer. So they're getting them reprinted. I assume they're reprinted already and back to normal. But man, just so many. <laughs> they're, they're best. You've got to have your ducks in a row, obviously, when you're doing these, these petition drives. Mm-hmm. Um, because we've seen, and it seems like it's been medical marijuana most of the time, that's had everything possible happen to for it not to actually get on the ballot. But nonetheless... Uh, this one will go forward, and it's not going to impact its chances of getting the signatures. Now, now we'll just see if it can actually get the signatures, right. including it's got a little bit of a lower threshold than you've got when you need when you do an initiative. Um, but you still got to have the minimum amount from the counties as well. And Where so is that'll that? Be, that'll be maybe the more challenging part. I've never been part of a, a group that's putting together one of these petition drives. I haven't either. <laughs> I'm I'm very curious where the where the group is when they're writing everything, when you are deciding all of the words, does everything on there look right? And then obviously you probably have 
an attorney look over everything. Sure. Yeah. Just to make sure every single word is right. Like, where is something like the difference between initiative and referendum missed on the on? Well, I was going to say, like, I if I read it over, I would have never. I probably would have never thought of that. You would have jumped straight to the meat of it. Pro- probably, even though there is a distinction about whether or not you're. I think it's got to do with whether or not you're overturning a law that the legislature passed, or you're, you know, or adding something to the constitution Changing or something constitution. like that. I think that's the the crux of the difference, but nonetheless, it goes on. Number three. A Hall of Fame collegiate career, a Hall of Fame professional career that's still going on, as a matter of fact, and now Nebraska volleyball assistant coach, that's Jordan Larson, as Coach John Cook announced that he would be bringing Larson back this fall to join his staff as a full-time assistant as teams are able to add now three full-time assistant, so she'll join Kelly Hunter and Jalen or, uh, gosh, I just blanked on his name. Um, Sorry, the, what, the other assistant? Uh, Reyes? Reyes. Reyes. Yeah, Jalen Reyes. I was like, man, why did I just blank on his last uh, name? So, so she's going to have kind of an interesting schedule, though, over the course of the she next is because like, she's two still, years. She's still playing professional volleyball. She's currently rehabbing, but she's part of the national team as they're playing in the Volleyball Nations League. And they play into September, I believe. Yeah, that goes into September. You'll you'll have the qualifying for all of that, and then you have the qualifying and potentially playing in Paris 2024. Right, they'll be qualifying this this summer, late this summer yeah. for 2024, and then yeah, and then 20, 20 summer 2024, you'll have the Paris Olympics. Right. Um, so it'll be a little bit of a different schedule. She'll be back with the team a little bit while also playing. And there's the potential she may also play for the professional team in Omaha, to, which is great because she'll be local playing there instead of playing on an overseas club. Yeah. Um, but in the middle of all of that, helping pass on a lot of the knowledge that she's picked up over the last 15 years post-Nebraska. And obviously... She picked up quite a bit in her four years here. Right. But now as a professional career, what can she impart onto a program that still feels like there is a lot of youth? There are a lot of not seniors <laughs> yeah. on the team, and it seems like they've been really, really young for a couple of years, and there's uh, uh, there's some talent coming in as freshmen and transfers. It feels like this is going to be something that she can come in and really help this team Maybe just get a little bit of an edge in a different way that they didn't have over the last year. It's it's kind of interesting because she's her playing career has gone on so long. Like she's is it thirty six now? She's in her thirties, yeah, mid thirties, somewhere around right there. now, and still going on. So she she obviously has some interesting coaching. Took the job as a coach, but she hasn't really had much of an opportunity to be a coach mm-hmm. at this point. Where some of her peers, former teammates. Former, you know, other players from that era have already worked their way up to being a head coach uh-huh. at the Division One level. A good program, right? Right. Um, and so she's, you know, she she's kind of going on to that thing. I only I only say that and I only think about that because some point, guys, some point, John Cook won't be the Nebraska volleyball coach anymore. Hopefully, Th- that's still a long ways away. I don't know what he's thinking right now, but the the choices that are out there. For the next one, they're mm-hmm. significant. Like, yeah. You've got, it, it, whether you're going connect, and that's just if you're thinking of ones that are kind of connected to the program or John Cook currently. Right. Even, I mean, you can go probably six deep with that. Mm-hmm. That would all seem like legitimate head coaching hires. Very much so. And that isn't even talk about going and then ju- or just finding the best 
coach that isn't even connected to mm-hmm. the current Nebraska uh, Nebraska volleyball sort of regime. So that is such a and because John Cook's been coaching for so long, been here for this will be what his twenty fourth, twenty fifth season. You have to have the, that conversation, and I'm sure Coach Cook has had those conversations with with uh, Trev Alberts on just an idea on, on how long things are going, and maybe they know a little bit more in the program that just hasn't come out. Right. But you have to have an idea. Who do you want one? Who, then who do you want two? Like, what is that list reasonably look like? And because that coaching tree between assistant coaches that Cook has had and players that he's had that are now coaching somewhere right. else, you realistically don't have to even go outside of that. But if you do... You're going outside of that that tree and getting the absolute best person in the country. Right. Right? Right. Yeah. You're, you're going to have, I mean, for sure you're going to have three or four choices that are like would be good, solid hires that are directly connected to you. All of that said, it's got to be Danny Busboom, Kelly, one, Tyler Hildebrand, two. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Like there, There's a... You know, would you consider and and if you're considering someone outside of the uh, of the sort of connection to John Cook, but still with a connection to Nebraska, would you think about Kristen Bernthal Booth too? Mate, yeah. I mean, she's done in. She's you know what? From Creighton, yeah. And, and someone you, who gets it, they're in the state already, right? But you got several. You got several others too. Mm-hmm. Several others who are connected there. So that's a, and now you might add Jordan Larson to the mix too. <laughs> <laughs> she's not quite ready for that. She's she's very busy. Yeah, you got. Hopefully, hopefully we're still a ways away from that question, and and who knows how all of those things will change. How old's Karch Karai? Uh, I don't know. Just the national team. I coach. don't know. Yeah. All right, moving on. <laughs> Number two. Egg prices drop again as the price of eggs. It's continuing to move down. The cost fell nearly 14% in May, marking a significant decrease. According to U.S. Department of Agriculture data, the average wholesale price for a dozen large eggs in January 2023 was more than $5. Most recent data shows the average wholesale price in May for consumers, $267, down from $327 back in April. Monthly drop was the most since 1951. The new numbers are causing hope that the hey. Federal Reserve will pause its interest rate hikes when it meets later this uh, week. Sounds like they are, they're and going that's to. That's what they're going to yeah, do. Yeah, it sounds like that's what the plan is. Just pause, though. Maybe not do it. I don't know if it's because of eggs, but I suppose that plays into it. Well, kids, eggs for every meal now. There we go. Just all they're of basically the eggs. giving them away. All of the eggs. Well, not quite that. <laughs> all right. And finishing up. Number one. Ha. Huh. Uh, all right. Here we go. FDA approves erectile dysfunction gel. It's a topical gel that uh, may work faster than erectile dysfunction pills. That may soon be available over the counter for over the counter use in the United States. FDA approved Erexon last week. <laughs> Is that what it's called? E R O X O N. Erexon. I did not know what it the was. The gel, called. which works within <laughs> 10 minutes, is already available without a prescription in uh-huh. Europe. According to the product's leaflet, Erexon, quote, stimulates blood flow through a unique physical cooling, <laughs> then warming effect. Okay. End quote. The price of the product has not been set in the United States, but it costs the equivalent of about $31 in the UK. Futura Medical has not announced when it will be available in the U.S. 
All right. Rexon. All right. Well, it's it's amazing the amazing the things that they have done in the medical and pharmaceutical in, in, industry. Way to go, so, science! Over the counter, huh? Interesting. All right, it's seven fifty. I don't feel comfortable saying anything right now, so I think I'll just end the segment. It's seven fifty four. <laughs> that is. Just wanted to notify you of that. If you're interested. <laughs> Brought to you. Morning Drives brought to you by Stonebridge Insurance and Wealth Management on KLIN. When you're, you're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, 757, it's LNK Today with Jack and Friends. So you got all the information you needed there out of the, uh, out of the morning drive. That's what we do. We get you get you all the latest updated news to make your life easier, um, well, so to speak. <laughs> um, hey, I'll tell you, it's a weird transition, but anyway, uh, request line Friday Father's Day edition is coming up. <laughs> Maybe it's not if you think about it. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Request Line Friday is the uh, Father's Day edition. We all have a father. Um, uh, and uh, we are going to be asking you, and we are asking you this week already, to text in the songs you'd like to hear for the Father's Day edition. So uh, if you've got a song that your dad likes or liked or uh, that uh, reminds you of a, a certain time or just generally of uh, father, stepfather, grandfather, husband who's a father, whatever it might be, that we would love to, uh, we'd love to hear what that is, and then we'll play them and have a good time playing them. It's always one of my favorite weeks of Request Line Friday, and so we will get that going to, uh, day after tomorrow. But the text line is open now, and it's uh, definitely not too early. We've already had several requests. Yeah, we got about in. a dozen in already. Yeah, so you want to you want to get in on that early group, so you can get more of your song played and be uh, not be jammed up at the very end of the whole thing during the blitz so 402-479-1400 all right coming up during the eight o'clock hour um we'll, we'll have john bishop joining us he's going to be uh, getting ready here to call the college world series here in a couple of days so get a little bit of a preview of that and talk about some of the uh, other things that are going on with husker sports as well so that's coming up here in about 35 minutes 58 degrees right now in the capital city clear skies it is eight o'clock on kli and lincoln before Shopify, were you wondering, where are my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com listen. Shopify.com listen. Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is Alan K. Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, 810, 58 degrees in the capital city. We've got John Bishop coming up in 25 minutes. And we're going to get back. Uh, it looks like we're going to have pretty good warm-up. Uh, I mean, it will be 87 today. It looks like into the 90s tomorrow. Some more 90s in the forecast next week. And so I, I, I don't know what all your thermostat strategies are during the summer. I am always I am always amazed with people. This will come up like on a social media post or something. Mm-hmm. And there will always be people who are like, oh, I set mine at 78, 82 at night, that kind of thing. And I like 
I, congratulations that you've been able to <laughs> attain the ability to do that. But I am always, I'm always shocked. Now I'm I'm a lot more willing to do it in the winter than I am in the in the summer, especially in the overnight hours. Uh-huh. But some of the th- the people that are able to go with the high thermostat settings during the summer, kudos to you. Hats off. That's not for me. Wait, so so in the in the winter, what is it? You're able you run it lower. Yeah, like just your, to keep heat the heat off, to to yeah, save money on the heat. Okay. Yeah, just to I mean the idea I yeah, suppose yeah, yeah, for yeah. everybody is maybe they like how it feels, but it's it's a little bit it's minor minor discomfort for frugality essentially is what the strategy is. I absolutely is. prefer it colder, so in any situation. Yeah. In any I mean, I don't like I don't like getting out of the I like sleeping when it's cold, but I do not like getting out of bed and having it cold while I'm getting ready in the morning. Yeah, that's wait. when I that's when I most want it up. Dude, wake me up. Let's go. Let me let me pull off those those blankets and just I'm awake. Yeah. Let's go. But it it never fails. And then there's always like electric company or you know, I don't know if it's the local electric company if if uh LES does this, but even like national groups, they'll always say, hey, here's a reminder on how to save energy. Make sure and set your thermostat at 78 when you're home and 84 when you're not home or something like that. And all the responses are like, come on. No way. No way. So so where do you set yours? Uh, I tr- I think I'm tempted to lie about this. Isn't that well, bad? No, just is that say bad? what it is. I I'll mean, tell you, like you're not gonna like where my, ours is set. Yeah, I know. Maybe I feel, maybe I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm spoiled then. And it, I, I mean, ideally, I wanted at seventy two. But if I feel hot at seventy two, I'll go lower than that if I need to. My wife thinks we're made of money, <laughs> <laughs> and because we have a husky, and she's like, well, he, this can get too hot. Like it is ninety eight outside. We could put it on seventy five, and he'll cool down fine. It's mid sixties. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going the other direction. No, 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 no. no. Mid sixties. No, no. It's like sixty five in our apartment. I guarantee you, if I go, if I went home and took a, oh, picture, I feel if, great about if, myself. If now. I asked my wife to send a picture right now, it would be at most sixty eight in our apartment. Oh wow! I feel great about myself all of a sudden. I. That's what I was telling you. I thought you were gonna the other. I thought you were no. gonna. I thought you were gonna be the dude who's the the dude or the person who's like, well, you know, we just we just try not to use too much energy, sit, pinch, you know, save some money on the thing, and so we go seventy nine, never below seventy nine. Yeah, in the in the universe where we means me. Yeah. Okay. What we, do you? If you had your druthers, what would be the the thermostat setting situation for you? I would probably, and it's still probably lower than what you guys have on yours. And I, I know there's a difference between. Houses and apartments. Oh yeah, uh, and upstairs is a different animal too than the main floor. Yeah, for and, us. and we just have one thermostat, and that's our that's our apartment. Yeah, and we know that the air doesn't get to every room the same. Exactly. Yeah, that's what. So our house so that so that's a big portion of it is we'll have it at sixty five, like when we're home, and sixty eight so, or sixty nine. When I'm going to come over and hang out at your house. That sounds amazing. And the thing is, like, we'll still get hot in our bedroom yeah. because the air doesn't get back there the same way, and it really stinks. But, um, like in the living room and in our daughter's room, perfect temperature. It's so nice. If I had my druthers, it would probably be like seventy and seventy four instead of sixty five and sixty eight ish. Like the range. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm never 
Which to me is not like a lot. See, like, it's not a big difference, but I'd move it up. I I, I have I have a a smart thermostat, so <clears throat> I've d- asked it to be on the mode that like learns what you want or and helps save you money or whatever. And like so, but that thing will that thing. I I swear it. It's just trying to to annoy me because if I'm not watching and not paying attention to it, it'll turn it up to seven. It'll be at seventy eight. It'll be a 78, surreptitiously saving me money. Thank you for that, <laughs> smart thermostat. But you're you're trying too hard right now. Okay, we don't need to do this. If I'll I'm take ho- that because I don't need to be wearing a hoodie in my in my apartment in the middle of June. Yeah, that's no. I I I would love to. I I need to come over and visit your apartment. That sounds delightful. <laughs> that sounds fantastic. But I wonder, and and that's the other thing is how many spouses. Or people who live together of some sort, roommates even, just have s- just such different thermostat takes mm-hmm. on what should be the norm for things to be in. And and for our for ours is, you know, f- I don't think it's with this like for every situation with a man and a woman, but I think a l- in a lot of cases, the man wants it cooler and the woman wants it warmer in the house. Yeah, very. F- general, at least that's, that's what it is at ours. That's typically very so, much what it is. Yeah, right. There are, yeah, I like. When 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 my wife was like, "Can we turn the air on? Can we turn it, make it cooler in here?" I'm like, "Yes, I love you so much. Thank you." But we're I very run, I run right into it. We're very attached to thinking that we can create a winter wonderland for our husky. <laughs> so do you not turn it up in the winter? Then do you do the same thing in the winter? Does it balance out? Dude, I love it in the winter. In the winter, because I want it like at those times. I want it colder, and I want us to run the heat enough that we're obviously not like freezing ourselves or freezing our daughter but there are times i've got the like it'll be 38 degrees outside i pop that window open in the bedroom oh if it's sunny yeah i love at night oh at at night night, (laughs) at night insane freeze me down and get that weighted blanket on top of me baby well that's that has always been my theory about warm versus cold is there's only so many clothes you can take off mm-hmm. and there are fewer clothes that you can take off if there are other people in your home <laughs> for the most part and you're going to be constantly following the law um and so <laughs> oh, that was a weird thanksgiving <laughs> <laughs> but there's no there's no limit there's no limit to what you can put on yes at home absolutely and and like it's there's there's always something that you put on that makes it a little bit warmer, and so I always, all I always err on the side of if you got to be an extreme one way or the other. I'm always going to prefer in a home mm-hmm. at least to be too cold, which is kind of odd that I say that because how much do I whine about winter when winter comes? And I don't really complain about summer in nearly the same way mm-hmm. about like waiting it to get over and things to cool off. I'm definitely way more like that with winter. But so, how much does it frustrate you with your? With your, it's a smart thermostat. Yeah, it's a is smart. It is. It's a, it's a one of those Nest ones. Yeah, I think, yeah. It People, just changes on its own. Yeah, you can set it. It's a setting. I'm sure I can turn it off so it would never, it would never do anything. It would just keep it where I set it. But it's, it's got. I mean, part of the reason that people buy them is that it basically makes things more efficient, so that it, it, it will if it. You know, you can set it so it can tell when someone's home and someone's not home or mm-hmm. if a phone is nearby and when it senses that you're not home, it'll go turn it up in the winter and turn it down or turn it up in the summer and down in the winter. Um, or it or it'll know, you know, 
if it or you can or you can just like preset it to go to a certain thing like say by midnight we'll let it be a little warmer because we're already asleep at that point you can set it for all these timed things that you can do that i don't think that's that much of a new technology on a thermostat but and then it'll it'll say it it will learn how you make adjustments essentially oh and i think that's what it's doing right now I think that it's trying to figure out how far it can push me. It's testing here? Yes. I think I think the AI inside my thermostat <laughs> is trying to figure out where my limit is and getting mad about how hot it's made my house. Okay. I think that's what's happening <laughs> with this whole thing. So, so do you prefer having that, like, obviously it's testing you, but it's trying to learn. Do you prefer having that versus what I have or what well, most of us have always had? It's hard to tell. The non-smart thermostat. The, the smart stuff isn't. Yeah, I mean, I think we probably have saved money with it, so that's that's been good. Oh. But the, the the but to me, the best thing about it, and maybe if I saw how much money we saved, I'd feel like that's the best thing about it. I'm just not totally sure. <laughs> but the 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 best thing though is able to change it remotely. Mm-hmm. That's by far. Like, how many times do you lay down in bed and it's too hot or too cold? Believe it or not, this is not a commercial for anything. How many times do you lay down <laughs> in bed and it's too, like, and so, and and so you can just go change it, change it right there at that point mm-hmm. and not have to walk for, in our case, walk downstairs, you know, go down and, and take care of it there. That's, that's the best thing about it. That's the thing that I'd miss most okay. about the whole thing. But it's an interesting discussion. Like which of of you know the relatively new technological innovations? A lot of them smart devices, right? S- smart doorbells, uh, at ho- home assistants, smart plugs. those sorts of things, right? Smart lights, smart lights, those sorts of things. Like which are the ones that you if you had if you reverted back twenty years with whatever the product was, which is the one you'd miss the most, and which is the one where you'd be like, yeah. I don't really care. Like my, for instance, with the smart lights. <clears throat> so you know they have the smart light bulbs that go on your Wi-Fi, mm-hmm. right? And so you can control them on your phone or with your Echo or yeah. whatever, and it can <laughs> dim it and change the colors and all those things. I installed those. Like I got a bunch of them and I installed them all over my house. I was really excited about them, and my wife just hates it. She. Can't, <laughs> she can't, she can't stand it because sometimes they'll lose like a Wi-Fi signal and they'll just blink on and off when that happens <laughs> and you have to re sort of redo them. Or if it, 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 like nobody uses the smart, the smart features on them except me and I'll only use it for the dumbest things. Like when it's a Husker game, I'll change them change to them red. red. <laughs> that, was, that was like the thing I was thinking about when I did it. Wake up, everybody. I, yeah, I'll it's change game it. Day. And then it just looks like I'm doing like some film development or something in my living room. <laughs> it's very odd. So those have not been... Uh, but again, nice thing with them. Nice thing with those, though, I guess, is that you can put them on a timer or, you know, that sort of... I don't know. I'm not sure those are that great. Honestly, they're... <laughs> <laughs> can can you? This is from Chicken Rich on the text line. Can you talk text to control your smart thermostat? <laughs> I I don't know. That's the next I'm evolution. Not sure. I'm not sure if I could. I might be able to just tell Siri. Let's see, Siri, turn my thermostat down. It looks like you haven't set up HomeKit accessories. Oh, Actually, okay. I can't. I have a. Wait, I, so that I, sounds you know like you I might can. be able to. I can't. I. uh 
Actually, I can because I have an, the Echo stuff on my Fitbit, and so I can tell Alexa to do it. So Okay. Yeah, I can do that. Yes, good call, Chicken Rich. I, That's good. I don't know. Is there? Do you have anything? But so, like, so we have we have smart speakers, and with those we have it set up to. There's a light in our bedroom that when I go to bed, um, we tell it to turn that on. But like, I could walk in there and turn on a light, right? Or um, the power button for our TV has not worked in over a year, <laughs> like just to just turn it off. But because I set up the TV through our smart speakers, yeah, <laughs> I, we just tell. Uh, our smart speaker to turn it off. So that's like, the only hey, way you can hey, turn your turn TV off. off. The t- that's the only way we can turn it off. I, I, it I, is because it's one of the uh, it's it's one of, it's a Roku TV. It has no physical buttons on the. Wait, TV. Do you have a remote? Yeah, we have a remote, and the power button has not worked. Oh, on the power that. button on the remote. On the remote. I, th- I thought there, and there's no power button physical on no, the TV. Nothing physically on the TV. Don't they have to? Isn't there a law? You got to put a power button on a TV. <laughs> I feel like that should all. So the way we, you just haven't found it, probably maybe I don't know. We mounted it on the wall, and I I didn't look oh, for anything. Uh, but the way we turn on the TV is I just hit the Netflix button, and then <laughs> if we want to like go out to something else, then you hit home and you go find whatever other app you want. I find, that's that's <laughs> hilarious. I found a way to turn on my TV without pushing any buttons, to, like a workaround. <laughs> like I'll ask I'll ask my. Uh, my my phone app to play music, and then I'll Bluetooth it through with a soundbar thing that I have, and that turns on the TV. And I was very now that's one thing, but that's one thing like wireless music and radio and listening devices, whether speakers or earbuds mm-hmm. through Bluetooth on my phone. That I would have a hard time going away from. Oh. I use that constantly. Just being able to to be doing something in my apartment and say, "Hey, play." whatever station or play this or play this playlist right and then it just happens like right. i don't have to get up and physically look that would and be something- having that in every room and then and then again with earbuds too like with mm-hmm. the ability to have the bluetooth earbuds i like we talked about this the uh, uh, like a couple of weeks ago though but i fall asleep now with an earbud in every night i could not do that I, just one of them i sit on my side and i put one every night and that's like a life changer for me. I don't know. I fell asleep I, with headphones on so much through college, just on like long bus trips coming home from places. Yeah. And then uh, like all through high school and stuff with like my CD Walkman. Yeah. On, on the way back from but games. I, you lay, but lay on your side, one in the one in the ear, but just one in the ear would throw me so much. Oh, it's great. It's I, great. I hate audio right. just in one ear. I, I'm curious, which are the you want to shoot us a text? What what's the the technological innovation or device that is like more um, that is that is more uh, something that you would never get rid of, and something that you'd miss the most if you did have to get rid of, or vice versa on that. All right, it's eight twenty six. Telling K today with Jack and friends on KLIN. Sign up for the daily at KLIN.com to get today's top local and Husker news sent straight to your email. He's been talking Huskers on the Nebraska airwaves for nearly three decades. It's Old Timers Day on the radio dial with former KLIN morning show sidekick, John Bishop. All right, welcome back. Ellen K. today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. John Bishop joining us in the uh, midst of his... Preparation to get ready to uh, start calling the uh, the College World Series in the marathon week and a half plus that uh, John Bishop will be doing that out in Omaha. Good morning, John. How are you doing? 
I'm fine. How are you? Good. Uh, yeah. So what? I'm just kind of curious about your your process when you are learning uh, eight teams that you probably at least a week ago you probably knew very little about. I mean, a little just from following college baseball generally. But like, what is that process of of? Are, are you just looking at a stat book? Are you making notes? Or do you actually watch like YouTube videos? How do you get ready for these things? Well, I mean, it, yeah, it's cool. It's just, there's a lot of different things. I mean, you know, obviously I keep track of, you know, what people are doing, but you're right. I mean, you know, outside of the, the local teams, including the team I cover mainly, you know, I'm, I'm focused on, you know, what's happening here in Nebraska mainly. Um, but you know, you're always keeping your, your glance, you know, towards, you know, the national scene. And, you know, fortunately, you know, you can, pretty much cover one conference and take care of half the field most years. So yeah, <laughs> you, know, you just pay true. attention to the, to the best of the SEC. But, you know, after that, you know, I, I, I like a lot of other people, you know, they, they, they enjoy the, uh, the bases loaded. I watched that the last two weekends. Um, and then, you know, just reading different articles and, and things of that nature. Um, but yeah, I've got, I've got just this process of, you know, going through and getting scouting reports and talking to people I know and and then just kind of compiling things together using the media notes and stuff. And, and you know, it's it's it, it, in some ways it's like cramming for a test. Um, but the good news is, you know, there's a few familiar faces that are back. So it's not like you don't have to um, you don't have to memorize everything. Um, but it, you know, the good news is it's baseball. It's a sport that kind of develops along a little slowly. So you get a chance to kind of, you know, yeah. ride with it. Do you have like, do, do, with, with all the prep that you've done for games, since you've been doing play by play for, you know, basketball and baseball, baseball for both Creighton and Nebraska and other stuff along the years, do you ever have just like, because you do it, you know, you learn names, you you have a deeper knowledge of, of the opposing teams, for instance, names than I probably even would as a fan. <laughs> do you have, do you ever have just like random guys or like things pop up in your memory, a player from like, from Xavier from eight years ago that you, you think of, or you see in an NBA game or something like, do you, does that stick with you or is it short term oh, memory? Oh yeah. I mean, well, like recently in the, in the NBA Finals, Max Struess played for DePaul. Yeah, uh, I, I got no blew idea. Me away. Was. I mean, when I saw him, when I saw he was on the roster, I'm like, Max, <laughs> really? Okay, cool. Um, I remember, you know, covering his games and Creighton beating him every year. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, you know, you, you always you always get a little excited when you hear, you know, guys. I've seen, you know, guys. Uh, Oh, who was it? I'm trying to remember what his name is. It would come back to me if I if I heard it. But uh, he was a pitcher for Michigan State, and I covered a Nebraska Michigan State game. You know, once I filled in on TV, and he made his major league debut like earlier this season mm-hmm. for the Cubs. And it was like, oh, I remember that dude. <laughs> you know, it's 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 kind of fun, you know, to hear back some of the. You know, obviously there's the there's the high level stars. You know the the Jalen Brunsons or the Josh Hart's right. from uh, from, that from Villanova, yeah. those types, those types of guys. But you know, it's it's when you get those kind of those oddball guys that you you know you just kind of in one ear out the other. It's always a lot of fun, and that's going to be one of the things about this year's College World Series, Jack. And that is, there is a lot of talent. Uh, there's always a lot of talent here, but um, we've got 
like nine of the top 30 MLB draft prospects. I saw that. And that's not, always, that's not always the case. No, last year, Cade Horton, was the kid from Oklahoma, um, who was drafted by the Cubs, was the only guy in the top 25 that was in Omaha last year. And we've got nine of the 25. And then you've got about another 12 to 15 of guys who are projecting in next year's MLB draft 2024 that are going to be here. There's a chance we could look back on this college world series, you know, a few years down the road and say, man, you know, that was a talented field because you could hear a lot of these guys' names, you know, in major league baseball games uh, down the road. I mean, we've got some excellent pitching um, to the top hitters and, and what will be fascinating too is just the, the give and take of, the home runs, which are yeah. way up this year in college baseball, going up against that ballpark and against the really good quality pitching that uh, that we expect to see here. So uh, I, I think it's going to be a really fascinating College World Series, and it could be one we remember back on. You know, back in my youth, I remember Barry Bonds. I remember Roger Clemens. I remember Rafael Palmero yeah. and Will Clark and Jeff Brantley and those guys who ended up, you know, playing in the major leagues and had really great careers uh, all being in Omaha. And and hopefully, you know, that we might get a little bit of that off of this year's uh, yeah. CWS. I remember uh, Jason Veritek and Nomar Garciaparra. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. I, saw them in, I saw them at Rosenblatt play. Ryan, yeah. Ryan Braun, you know, yeah. um, who, yeah. you know, to this day is one of my least favorite players of all time. <laughs> that was that was only because he played for the Brewers. Well, that and he was a giant d bag. Um, but <laughs> sorry, of course, yeah, fans. Jeez. But yeah, he didn't yeah, play for Long Beach State. <laughs> That's different. Yeah, <laughs> dirt bags. Those there. are dirt. Yeah, dirt bags. <laughs> yeah, uh, John. But you, you references. It was going to be my next question. Like some of those, I watched a lot of those series too. The last two weekends, and some of them were just like like home run derbies. It was crazy, and and I'm sure that happens a lot in regionals and super regionals. Like, is is it that just doesn't carry over though to the College World Series for the most part? Does it? Well, it, it I, mean, it, I mean, not not to the not to the not to the same degree, but we have seen the the average home runs per game tick up slightly um across the sport and it also has translated not again not to as great a degree but it has translated at the CWS um where you know it's kind of gone from the low you know ones one home run per game to almost two this year though the 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 regionals and it probably helped that you know, the Wake Forest ballpark was a launching pad uh, last yeah. weekend. They had 19 home runs <laughs> in insane. the two games they played there. Um, that kind of goosed the uh, averages a little bit. But the home runs are up in college baseball. And and it's been that way throughout the course of the regular season. So, And you've got, you got a couple of the, uh, the best home run hitters. In fact, last year, uh, Yvonne Melendez, who was the catcher for Texas, set the record for single season home runs in the BB core bat era. And for those who aren't familiar, you know, they changed the bats about mm -hmm. a decade ago or, or so where, you know, they, they, it went away from being the true aluminum pipes that they used to carry. And they had the, the, the new composite bats. Well, he, he set the single season home run mark 
with 32 last year. Um, I think it is it uh, is it Caglione from Florida. I think is within one okay. of tying it. Wow. So I so mean, you're you're seeing yeah. it. Yeah, you're seeing it across the sport. You know, and it's it's you know just like with everything else. You know, uh, the colleges kind of imitate the pros and vice versa. You know, the 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 swing loft and you know going for launch angle. You know, revolution, which has gone through Major League Baseball, has also gone through college baseball. Yeah. Um, but again, it's going to be fascinating to see how the park plays if the park continues to be as stingy as it tr- traditionally is. If it might affect some of these teams like Wake Forest, like LSU, like Tennessee, who like to hit. A lot of home runs. Yeah, do you, I, I assume you know Wake Forest is is kind of is the favorite going in. But I also know that the, the favorite has not historically been the one that's won this thing a lot. But how big of a how big of a gap is there from them being the favorites to whatever the next group, next team, or group of teams is? Uh, I mean, it's. I don't think it's that far. Yeah, I, I mean, all so of either, these but... teams, all of these teams are in the top. 50, 55 in scoring. Um, now, the thing that's, that holds Wake Forest apart is pitching. Their their pitching staff, their team ERA is it's something like, you know, seven-tenths ahead of the next nearest team in college baseball, which is insane if you think about it. I mean, you've got almost 300 schools that play college baseball, and you've got the staff ERA under three at Wake Forest. That's probably where the difference is going to be. Um, but again, Wake Forest, you know, they kind of rely on, they, they do att- tend to rely on the home run. And so if that's neutralized a bit and the scores are down, um, you know, it's going to bring everybody back in. But, you know, just about everybody in this field has that, has at least that one shutdown guy who, you know, can just go out there and twirl a shutout or, you know, a one or two run effort. And that'll keep anyone in a baseball game. So I would say, yes, Wake Forest is is definitely the favorite. But you're right. I mean, we haven't had a number one seed win the whole thing since 1999. Oh my so, gosh, really? Yeah, yeah. Miami. The I first knew it was year, bad, but not that. The wow. first year they went to this format, where they went to the super regional weekend format. Miami was the number one overall seed, and they won the national title. That's the last team to do it, and that was the it was the first year of the format. Haven't been done since. Now, it, it, again, that and a lot of credit does go to the committee because it does seem like they they seem to nail these things. I mean, four out of the last five have been a top eight national seed, and we've got five top eight national seeds here. You've got LSU, Stanford, Virginia, Florida, along with Wake Forest, and I think any of those teams you know, have, have a fighting chance. And, and I would not rule out Tennessee. Um, you know, Tennessee's kind of got the, uh, the whole revenge thing on their mind. Tennessee was last year's wake forest. They were the team that was number one from the, from the jump and And they got, and had everything and they got knocked out by Notre Dame. I forgot about that. That's right. In the super regionals. So, I mean, they're going to be playing with a lot of, uh, a lot of fire, but there's just a lot of great storylines. I mean, you, you bring in Oral Roberts, who hadn't been here in 40 years and was a number four seed, only the third number four seed to ever make it to Omaha. Wow. Um, since 1999. So, yeah, it, it's it's a pretty balanced field. But if Wake Forest pitches it like they have been, uh, they're going to be really, really tough to beat. Caleb, do you want to say something? No, I was just saying, I, I asked you yesterday if you would take the winner of Tennessee LSU 
or the field, and you immediately went to well, Wake Forest because that's and the I, field. And, but I didn't, yeah. And 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 I and I said because you left thing one out because you left one out of the field, and so I have, if I had to pick one of those groups, I probably would take the field. But you're right, that hasn't. I didn't realize it was that long though. 1999. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Wow. All right, maybe you're right. Well, and, and and until Wake Forest this year, the number one seed hadn't even made it to Omaha in the previous yeah. three NCAA tournaments. Uh, so. By the way, will LSU versus Tennessee be the best uh, best tailgating matchup of all time? <laughs> I'm, LSU, I'm trying to think. I know LSU has there, but I I gotta imagine LSU Tennessee's versus Butler would know, be the best but, tailgating atmosphere. But I feel like LSU Tennessee, versus nobody would be the best. Tailgating, but I feel but like you're right. Tennessee would be, is up there too. R.I.P. Oh, yeah, to the Jello yeah. supply. <laughs> yeah, the Jello. Yeah, the Jello shot. That, this will be interesting because last year, you know, how Old Miss kind of dominated that whole Jello shot oh, LSU, competition. LSU's coming for him. LSU's coming. It's, um, my money's on Oral Roberts. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so for a variety of reasons. <laughs> I don't think so. But I'm yeah, just, you know what? I'm just glad I get to talk about the the my Sunday morning memories of turning on the TV and you couldn't swing a deck cat without hitting the Oral Roberts ministry show. <laughs> yes, there you go. <laughs> tell, tell lots of stories about that. I'm driven to it. Here's a. It was, I, it was either wrestling or Oral Roberts. Roberts. That's what you got on Sunday morning. So, uh, for Wake Forest, this would be. I, I didn't realize uh, in in the main like sports, men's, women's basketball, uh, baseball, football. Wake Forest has in those sports. They only have one national championship, but they were national champions in 1955. Did yeah. you know? I didn't know that. Yeah, they but had, that's the old, That's the that's, last time they were here too. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah. Wake's an interesting story in that they are the they are the favorite, and everyone likes to root for the so-called underdog. But they're the underdogs, yeah. Right? They, I didn't realize they, they haven't been, been here, here since '55. And and you're right, Wake Forest. I mean, you know, we talk about those programs who are you know born on third base because you know they happen to be in the right conference. You think of Northwestern, you think of Rutgers, yeah. you think of Wake Forest. You know, and and those schools kind of get ignored a lot of times in the big-time money sports, but this is an opportunity for Wake Forest to kind of put their name back on the map, and and uh, and, and it's a really good baseball team. i got to imagine there aren't many, I don't know, there can't be hardly any Power 5 schools that can say that, that they haven't been there since 1955. Very few, Well, I right? mean, or, Oregon, Oregon, um, but they, but te- that's a, that's with an asterisk because they dropped baseball for 30 years. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, that's a Kentucky. Uh, Kentucky has never been to the CWS. You're kidding. No, they're what? the only SEC school not to make the really the, the uh, really? college world series. Yeah. And like, I don't know. And I don't know about the big 10, probably like Northwestern or Michigan state hasn't made it or something. I'm not sure. That'd be that'd be interesting. Well, in the up. big Big Ten, Big Ten was a lot better, you know, during the the traditional yeah. regional era back in the. Well, like I know Minnesota, Michigan have extensive histories, <laughs> and obviously Nebraska. Ohio State does too. Ohio yeah, State Nebraska as well. Huh. Wisconsin, great College World Series. You 
tradition. Wisconsin, Wisconsin, and Iowa State. Who can forget that great matchup in Rosenblatt? <laughs> oh yeah, uh, it was so good. They just said, you know what? Yeah. I think we can just and, quit right here. And Colorado, yeah. Colorado. Uh, um, <laughs> hey, I, I wanted to get your reaction to the Rob Childress uh, news that he is going to take over as the uh, as the pitching coach for Nebraska, which I think a lot of fans were hoping to see. I I just think people didn't quite know where he was, kind of in his head about what he wanted to be doing, why he took the position he did take, and what the future looks like for him. I mean, it was the no-brainer move, right? Um, you know, when you consider his experience and and just his success rate, you know that that was a classic example of, you know, two sides just kind of got uh, worn out of each other. I mean, I'm talking about Childress in Texas A and M. Um, you know, A and M was hoping to go all the way, and and um, you know, Childress would always have him on the brink. Uh, either right there in the cusp of the CWS discussion or make the CWS. Um, but there's no question, um, you know, this was, this was the, the slam dunk hire. Uh, the, the thing that is always, has always, uh, impressed me about Rob is it's not as much about the teaching of the mechanics, the teaching of pitching, which he's very good at, obviously. It's the attitude that he brings. The, the man is a great competitor, just an, unbelievable competitor and there will be you know we always talk about toughness in a lot of sports um you've got to have a certain amount of mental toughness in baseball in any sport but in baseball and that comes from your pitching staff and i think that was the one thing that rob instilled in his pitchers over the years that is up there as as, you know in in terms of elite teaching and so if you if you if if you just want to look at it from the mental side of the game, Nebraska's pitching staff is going to be in really, really good shape. And then you add to it all the years of experience of him, you know, coaching these guys. Uh, he's a winner. He's just he's just flat out a winner. And, um, you know, I, I don't know what he had in mind after he left Texas A&M of what he ultimately wanted to do. I don't know what, you know, his, you know, how he sees his end game in this sport being, but as long as he wants to be here, uh, he's going to be extremely successful here. I think this is a great, great day for Nebraska baseball to see Rob Childress back in that dugout. Who would have um, ever dreamed? Man, imagine imagine telling this story, you know, this is how it's going to end up like 15 years ago to, yeah. to us when well, we, it just, when it we just were talking to- Nebraska baseball. Honestly, it just goes to show you, you know, how people can or, or places can grow on people. I mean, Childress is a Texas guy, born and bred. Um, but when he came here, he always felt like this was a, a second home to him. Uh, so much so that, you know, kids went to school here um, and and still had a soft place in his heart here. And it grew on him. You know, this place grew on him. Mm-hmm. And and I don't think I don't think this this type of a homecoming is possible without the experiences he had in Lincoln, you know, 20 years yeah. ago. And um, and so it's a credit to, you know, this place, the people, how, how he was treated and, and how he was received. And uh, and I think that's why he's back here. Sure, it helps that Will Bolt, you know, a guy that once played under him uh, is the head coach. But there's no doubt, you know, he loves he loves Lincoln and uh, he loves Nebraska, loves to hunt up here. And uh, and he's found he's found a new home here and uh, and hopefully, you know, it's it's a nice long relationship and it'll bear some fruit, some serious fruit. 
All right. Oh, by the way, no College World Series appearances for uh, Maryland, Illinois, Purdue, uh, Northwestern. None of them. Have Wait, Maryland? Maryland does not have a College World Series appearance. Really? Yeah. And they won't after losing their coach. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, they won't. Man, I did not. Uh, I would I would have thought Maryland would Michigan, have gotten into at least one. Michigan State has one. Rutgers has one. Iowa has one. Nebraska obviously has a few. Heck, Iowa State When was one. Iowa's? Iowa was in, uh, hold on just a second, 1972. They went. Okay. They went 0 2, not surprisingly. <laughs> All right. All right, Bishop. Well, talk. good luck with the uh, call, and uh, we will uh, we'll talk to you next week if we can. All, All right. right. All right. We'll see you. There's John Bishop. It's 856. It's LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, that is it for the show today. What do we have for Ticket Thursday tomorrow, Caleb, if you don't mind me asking? Steve Miller Band. Steve Miller Two tickets, Band. Pinewood Bowl, August 5th. Do we bring back Famous Steves once again? Ooh, we should do a Famous Steves. We, that's what we did last week. We did that a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Famous it didn't, it didn't go good. that well, but we, we might have to bring back Famous Steves. We'll see. Uh, but yeah, we'll give away a pair of tickets to Steve Miller Band at Pinewood Bowl. Uh, Voice of the Huskers, Greg Sharp will join us. The Grow Lincoln team, Robin and Dave will be along. And still time now, and time to get in early, still time with your request line Friday, Father's Day edition song. You can text that in 24 7 at 402 479 1400. All right, we're going to end up things today at 65 degrees in the capital city on our way to a high in the upper 80s. All right. Hey, have a great day, everybody. Don't miss Dan Parsons' show uh, today at 5 o'clock to 6 p.m. It is 9 o'clock now. KLI and Lincoln. From the-